the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 458 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. And apologies if this sounds a bit crazy or not up to our audio gold. Um, <laughs> so, <I'm> on- so <laughs> Sam's on a laptop in a bedroom huddled away in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and Chris has a new computer with uh, maybe not the right settings. We're not sure, but yeah. uh, so yeah. far, so far, it's good. It's going good. <laughs> and we better start. We better start this episode talking about Misty Flicks, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. So fantastic event. Yeah, no, I, I just, I had a ball. I, I, I added it up. I was like, I think I spent 22 hours there over the two days. So, yeah, yeah. And I was with you, so I must have spent 22 hours there. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, um, something like that. It was like, holy crap. But, I mean, to be fair, the last two hours was at the pub afterwards. But, you know, it's still. Actually, I was at the pub for way longer. <laughs> reasons. Which, which is unusual. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, we helped out with Misty Flicks Film Festival and going into it. Do you want to give the background of what it was in the past? Yeah. So for the past five years, Misty Flicks was a film showcase. That's what they did. And that means they'll show a whole bunch of short films uh, all at once, um, Q&A afterwards, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, one screening. One One screening. Yeah, short film. Film festival, multiple screenings, panel sessions. All based in Waikato. Yes, yes. That's the main thrust or some sort of connection to the Waikato now. So the film festival had multiple sessions, which was great. They had panel discussions with industry leaders, which uh, I think from the feedback I heard blew people's minds. They, and they, they were great. I, I was there. So there are two different uh, venues and Sam was in the f- film theater and I was in the uh, library where all these uh, workshops were. So I, I saw all the workshops, although I was busy trying to make things happen in the background. So I didn't quite, pay enough attention but it's looking great. forward to seeing the recordings oh absolutely um, and i think like you know it it was from what people said and what was done uh it's very easy to see how beneficial those panels were like yeah absolutely great the event itself was pretty cool um we had i mean the show the headliner i guess or the big thing was Tikitane in session with the christchurch symphony orchestra a film that he uh, created, directed, and is in, of course. And he was there for two of the days. And, um, well, he's a very nice guy. And uh, awesome. there were some excite- excited fans to see him. <laughs> yes. Yes, there were. I shared um, my newsletter with him, actually. Um, sent it through to his uh, social media page. So I don't know if he's read it. I haven't got it. Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, I got some good feedback from that newsletter. So I tell a story in that newsletter. Um, Sam was around at the time. So, because there was a point where we both looked at each other, yeah, going, um, <laughs> um but yeah, so just to, to to paint the picture, Friday night, the only thing on uh, for the F- Misty Flicks on Friday night was the Tiki Tane feature film, and he's there live, um, and he's talking, doing the QA afterwards, and it was a, a sellout audience, as they said, um, Tiki Tane did better than Taylor Swift in the regent. Um, and yeah. sell out, but um, so that was cool anyway. So, before it all happens, the streets shut down. TA's got uh, Tiamutu's got a um, 
a street festival fair on. So there's food carts and bumper rides for the kids and all sorts of stuff going on. Yep. Crowds of people up and down. And I'm out there in my Misty Flicks T-shirt. We've got a little bit of a red carpet with this, um, what do you call it, brag wall is what we've been calling it in the back, background. Like a big banner that people take photos in front of. Yeah, and um, yeah, on the red carpet. And so I'm actually initially grabbing people and saying, hey, anybody with kids, I'm not talking to the kids, I'm talking to the parents because um, that would be creepy. Uh, I, That's right. <laughs> I'm glad you identified that. Because it was starting to drizzle a bit. I, if you want to get the kids out of the rain, there's free um, – cartoons and free popcorn at the at the Regent, the Regent Theatre where we were. So they're doing this free screening. Kids just go in, free popcorn, sit down, watch some cartoons. So that was pretty popular. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, you know me, I'm just talking up to everyone. I saw this, mm. this family go past, there's this um, three kids and a guy and this woman. And I go up to the woman and I started my little spiel, which I've been plowing through like regularly. Yep. And she just looks at me and goes, I don't have any kids. And I looked at the people. She goes, I don't know these people. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. oh, but do you want free popcorn and cartoons? <laughs> that's right. That's that's how you save that. And yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I talked to the guy and, and what have you. But anyway, so Tikitani turns up, and nice guy. And I said, um, hey, so do you want to jump on the red carpet and get fans to take some photos with you? And he said, absolutely. He's a pro. He's done that for years no doubt so he was really good and um so then i'm back on the street saying hey come get your photo taken tikitane and i see yep. this woman pushing a, a pram a push chair and um uh she she's sort of looking over well, what's going on over there mm. and, and she goes who's that i said oh it's tikitane and i barely got the words out of my mouth and her face just lit up she was so excited the yes. most excited person that you can imagine is not as excited as this person was. And so she goes, oh, I'm a huge fan. She basically drops her kids because yep. yep. them. and she comes running in and she's trying to get around this crowd and get through. And I I, I was feeling pretty, um, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get her through to Tiki because she's like an yeah. Uber fan. Uber fan. And then she comes through and she goes, oh, I just love Star Wars. And I'm like. You look at me. I look at you. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then something else went on. And then he looked at me. We looked at each other because she made some comment that I don't know what's going on. And then um, he leans over to me because I think she was she was grabbing the child or something for a photo, the baby. And he goes, I don't think she knows who I am. <laughs> and then she says, um, oh, and I must have watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows like 15 times or something like that. And and it clicks, and he goes, oh, she thinks I'm Taika Waititi. Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's a movie premiere outside a movie theatre promoting a movie. So you're more likely to think you're going to see a movie maker than a musician, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, true. But they uh, do look very different. Very, very, very different. Very different. <laughs> my first question, if I did think that was Taika, would be like, when did you get all your tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that. So anyway, yeah. Um, so that was good. But he was so funny about it. And then he says to me, oh, can you hold the queue up for a bit? I've just got to do something. And he jumps on his phone and he starts, hey, fam. And he starts talking to social media. You'll never believe what just happened to me. Yeah. 
you know. But yeah, no, he was he was a really cool guy. So that was that was the opening night. That was before yeah. anything really happened. The next day was the big day. Yeah, um, it was good. Yeah, like I said, uh, I I can easily see this getting bigger and better. Uh, I can see, and and the comments we've had from um, uh, or Paige did from different places that want to provide some funding as well or get on this because I think it's easy to see like this is this will be a pretty cool event that I think if you're in at the ground level um that's good for you so yeah yeah Yeah. um so I was in the library and Sam and I had gone to the library the week before Mm. to make sure all the tech worked and it worked fine we plugged it was pretty much plug and go right yeah, it was real easy, like too really easy. Well, because you don't expect that at a library. No, so that's cool. So I went in with this absolute false sense of security because we'd already done it before, um, and they had said, "Oh, we'll, we'll let you in at nine because um, the thing starts at nine thirty, and the library actually opens at nine thirty. So I get over there at nine, and nobody comes to let me in till almost quarter past nine, <laughs> and I'm starting to freak out because I've got to do the setup before anybody gets there, including putting chairs out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we get that done, and then yeah, I can't get the um, the speakers to work. I can't get the computer to work. The um, other guy, um, the projector, I can get the picture from my laptop to the projector, but not the sound. The other guy's got a laptop that he uses all the time with his HDMI, and that didn't even work at all. Can get anything. So he copies something on a USB stick, and that's corrupt data. I'm like, everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong, and I'm panicking about it. But, yeah, the people talking about the event afterwards, like those workshops, they didn't really notice any of that. I was just thinking yeah. about it, and they, they thought it was fantastic. And, and, you know, the content was good, and the people uh, who were given that content knew what they were doing, and they, they were really, really good. So, yeah, uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant weekend. Yes, this week we will have a debrief about it. I think we're going out for dinner. Um, Next week? We'll... Yeah, this week. Oh, yeah. Thursday. We'll see how that goes. I sent through all my stuff to uh, Pam to put in a spreadsheet. I don't know how big the spreadsheet is, but I had a lot of points. Um, I, but it's weird because keep ones, and I. But I know there's stuff I should have noted down at the time, and I just didn't. But I can definitely see like the differing perspectives. So the creative people that were there going to, um, even the volunteers that are creatives going to the panels they've got a different perspective because they're like, yeah, panels this, panels that. Me, behind the scenes, trying to sort out ticketing and managing people, I've got a slightly different perspective of things, So, yeah. which oh, is good, and that's what they need. Um, yeah. Talking about Taika Waititi, he has done a whole bunch of podcasts recently. I don't know, uh, a bit, a little tiny bit of promotion for um, the, uh, the soccer movie based in um, oh, Our Goal Next, is that what's called? Anyway, what anything about it? Oh, okay. So uh, I will find out about that for you because it's a really interesting story. Next goal wins is what it's called. Next goal wins, and it's based on a true story. And basically, the um, the American Samoa soccer team, I think it was, or Samoa anyway, they um, played against the uh, the Australian team, Kangaroos, is it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's and they lost thirty one nil, and it's the biggest defeat uh in a proper uh whatever game um anyway and they couldn't live it down and the, they brought in a coach uh from overseas and um he he 
he trained them up and they were able to score their first goal. This is the basic gist of it. But it's a true life story. And uh, you can see the actual documentary on it uh, was playing at the Regent the other week. And then the actual movie's coming out real soon. Anyway, Dyke is on these podcasts. He's on a podcast called... I, I literally just downloaded this because I've never heard of it. It's called Smartless. So that's Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, who's um, from Will and Grace, and then Will Arnett, who's in everything. They talked to him. Yeah. And they've worked with him a bit. So that was all good. But he also did an episode with Mark Maron on WTF podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was really cool. He talked about his dad, and his dad is basically the character in Boy. His parent, his mum met his dad in jail, as you do. Um, and he just had these harebrained schemes and he buried a ton of money that he still can't find somewhere. And um, yeah, it was really funny because uh, he decided that he's not going to be buried on a uh, on the par site with the rest of the family. He's going to build his own tomb. And um, yeah, he did. But uh, when he died, his coffin wouldn't fit in the tomb. So they cut the ends of it off. And then they thought, oh, he'll um, someone will get his Harley and his Triumph motorbike. And they're like, no, no, that's got to go into the tomb. So Tyker and his uncles had to build the tomb bigger, dismantle the bikes, and jam it all in there. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> um, great. And, yeah, and he talks about how he uh, approaches films, and um, there's, like, a, a underlying two themes that he usually sticks with for most of his films. It doesn't matter what they are. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. I might have to check that out. Speaking of films, I finally saw, um, what's it called? The Creator. Uh, have you have you seen that? I don't. I'm trying to think what it is. Oh, it's it's a sci-fi uh, movie with um, AI robotic citizens. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, was it good? It's, it's not long out of the movies. Um, Adam was going on about how good it was. Okay, um, okay. And so, yeah, I meant to see it at the movies. I didn't. Um, it turned up on. Um, a plex from one of my friends. So I um, I watched it and uh, yeah, it is really good. So I highly recommend it. Apparently it got panned a little bit um, in the uh, critical press because, and this is Adam's um, suggestion. I, I totally agree with him, but be, probably because it's a little anti-American. So, you know, um, Starship Troopers, when that first came out, that was considered a bit anti-American and it did really badly. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, oh, well, this isn't a very good film. And now it's considered like a classic. It's freaking, I, I always liked it. I liked it back in the day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think creators are a bit like that. Um, Gareth Edwards did it and he did it for a significant, a decent budget, but not a big budget. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what it was, but let's say fifty million or something. But it makes it look like a hundred and fifty million film. Like mm. it's, it's the way they've done it, the choices they've made. It looks like a big budget film, but apparently it's not. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We've 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 watched a couple of episodes, and I don't know how many there are. There's a show on Netflix. It's a limited series. It's called Bodies. Bodies. And the gist of it is. There's four timelines in different periods of time. So Victorian era, Victorian era, in the future, current timeline, and uh, somewhere between Victorian and current time, I guess. Anyway, they all find the same body. 
in the same alleyway with the same injuries oh. and it's somehow all connected. I don't really know what's going on, but it's really interesting. It's very black mirror ish. Um, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I can't really tell you anything cause I don't really know what's going on. Um, oh, no, I need to check that out. But that basically, sounds, in that the future, right up my alley, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd get that. Sounds like something happens in 2023 that changes the world. Um, and they're talking about it in the future, but we haven't got to what the hell that is yet. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Hey, right. If you had a headache, yeah, if you had a headache for five months, like, would you have a headache for how long would it take you to go to the doctor? I guess, uh, two, two days, three days, I think. Yeah, so this guy goes to the doctor um, in Donghoi, and um, he says, I'm in severe pain for five months. Um, they said that uh, they did some CT scans, and they said, hey, you've got some sort of neurological condition. It might be life-threatening. It's putting intracranial pressure on your part of your brain. And then they looked a bit more bit more examination and they realized that he had some chopsticks lodged in his brain via his nose oh my god so i have my head in my hands at the moment so the dude is a bit confused on how they could be there like you know we've all lost things and um (laughs) you know yeah sure sure so he remembers that he went to vietnam and he got into a drunken brawl and uh, someone stabbed him in the face with something, and there was blood going everywhere. And he went to the hospital, but they couldn't find anything. But it turned out that, uh, yeah, he'd been stabbed in the nose with some chopsticks that must have broken off. Oh, God. But he, I just, I don't get it. I can't work out how that's a possibility. Think about it. If you had something up your nose, like, I don't know. I can't, anyway. They um he's in a stable condition now. They had to do a bit of uh, microsurgery to help seal it all up, and uh, he should be good. But that's a hell of a story. Yeah, I don't know. As somebody who has broken their nose many times, oh, this person um, may be in the same position. Actually, yeah, yeah. So you can't breathe through it for quite a while. There's swelling and all that. Yeah, and you sort of surprisingly quickly get used to that. You know. Mm. So um, most of the times I've broken my nose, it's been, um, yeah, maybe maybe three, four days where it's blocked up. But I had it really badly busted once, and I couldn't breathe out of it for, for three months till somebody nicely broke it again and strained it out of it. So yeah. it was all right. Um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, can, I can see how that – it sounds weird. I mean, yeah, the fact that it happened is just bizarre. But I can see how, because your nose would be bleeding, you just think it's been punched or whatever. Yeah, wouldn't you? Wouldn't think chopsticks are stuck up there and, and broken off? Like that's just not something I would have ever considered. No. Um, but yeah, oh, that, that, you- that's weird. I was just going to say because one of our friends died of brain cancer, and um, James, shout out to James Batty, and um, he he had severe headaches for a bit and he went to the doctors mm. fairly early on and the doctor said yeah just take some discipline you'll be right yeah and yeah. yeah no he ended up with brain cancer which killed him um yeah three months later like wow, right. and he was uh, he was only young he was under 30 um 
at the time. So, yeah, it's anyway, crazy. Um, uh, that's a bit. Did you cool. did you hear the story about the Hamilton Uber Nan? Uber Man? No, Nan. N A N. Nan. Okay. Like no, old lady. That's what I thought you said. Actually, no. old this old crazy lady. Okay. Anyway, she's seventy years old. She had some time on her hand, and she thought, "I'll become an Uber driver." Get she's people. Yeah, twenty seven thousand seven hundred trips so far. Tons of five star ratings. She has home baking that she gives people. Um, and this is in Hamilton. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Uh, she retired from being an office manager at an engineering company, and she got bored. So she signed up to Uber, and um, she said it was good. She's thinking of writing a potential book about some of the people. Here's This is the best story. She took picked a young man up, took him to a nightclub. He worked as a zoologist. He then told her, I look after the little blue penguins. They are the stupidest creatures. Every day... At least 10 planes fly over the zoo and they look up and then they fall over on their backs. I have to go in and pick, I have to go in and pick them up. <laughs> okay. All right. You got me. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I can just see it too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so anyway, that was good. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so um, what did I want to talk about? Oh, the Wiggles song Hot Potato. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Okay. The Wiggles, the, the Wiggles have been around like forever. So um, yes, I have seen. Yeah, I have. I've heard that. They weren't around when I was young. So just saying. Um, but um, yeah, so the, there's um, a ban- Bunbury is the council or something and they've been playing the wiggles non-stop mm. 24-7 uh, to deter homeless people oh okay the wiggles have been like demanding that they stop but that would be pretty horrible eh, if somebody's using your music to do something like that like yeah but this story this is this story's it, had it goes on and on i know it's just there's different people different songs that they've found that homeless people don't like um but I guess it's just yeah they've done it all over the world before. Um, I can't think. Yeah, and it's but it's it's particularly sucky that it's the council doing it when the council should be sorting out the uh, problem. Oh no, no. I mean, I get it if it's a business. Owner, oh, true. Like, not true. wanting people sleeping in front of them. But this was at like a park sound shell mm. or something, and um, it's the council. Uh, get your get your crap together and sort sort stuff out. Uh, I came across a new term today. Uh, I this I haven't got a lot to say about it, but I just, I thought it was interesting. It's called Moravax Prince uh, Paradox, Moravax Paradox. And it's a robotics um, philosophy. And basically it's um, the fact, the things that we find the easiest to do, the robots find the hardest. So um, that chick, Cleo Abrams went to uh, Boston Dynamics and did some tests with uh, some uh, is it called Alpha? The, That's the, the big one, the humanoid yeah, the big thing. One. The one that does the backflips yep. and stuff. So she she challenged it to a, a bunch of things. So it could do a backflip. She couldn't, so it won that round. But uh, it had trouble jogging. Oh, okay. Um, it sort of jogs, but it doesn't turn no. very well when it's jogging and stuff. Um, and the one thing that it cannot do 
which just cracked me up because I watched the video of it. It can't sit on a chair. can't sit down. Oh. Yeah, they can crouch, know, though, way. Right? Yeah, it can crouch, but it oh. can't sit. It can't push its um, balance backwards and hit the chair. It keeps missing the chair and knocking oh, the right. chair back. It's, but, yeah, it, it's interesting. So, yeah, Modivax paradox is just that, um, yeah, things that we find easy uh, easy to do, robots find hard. And things that we find ridiculously hard to do, robots find pretty easy, uh, which is I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think they could still come after us and kill us, though. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Know. Oh, there was another if one. If I throw a chair at him, I don't like, think it's going to yeah, stop him. But I saw, I saw this video, and there's this guy moving around his, his um, Zoom screen, and there's a target on his oh. face, like a, a target superimposed on the screen, and it's following his face. So when he his face goes off the screen, it stops following. And then you, it, it zooms out because it's looking at the screen. It zooms out, and there's this um, – it's actually a cell phone holder, but there's nothing in it, and it's tracking him. Yeah. And it's pointing exactly at him. And it's like, so when robots are uh, weaponized, is that more humane or not humane? Because they'll never. No, that, oh, that's true. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> We're so screwed. <laughs> Doc has made a decision to move some kakapo out of Sanctuary Mountain. They can't fly but they can use their wings to parachute off trees and get over the predator-proof fences and basically escape. So they're going to relocate them back to an island because that will contain them. Yeah, because they can't parachute. Not yet, them. but I think if you give them enough time, they'll build a boat or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're amazing. Um, oh, okay. So where is um, the sanctuary? Mountain? Oh, uh, Mangatautari. That doesn't tell me. Oh, okay. It's just like the back of Carapero. It's like a big, um, it's a big, big, oh, oh, big right. place. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. That's where. Um, yeah. uh, what? It's funny because I thought it was going to be, you're going to say it was. In no, the but that's where um, uh, that woman that does the outdoor meeting thing with the giant table who helped out with your TEDx once, she set up in there. Um, Kylie? Oh. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I yeah, yeah. Um, she keeps posting some stuff. They said here that they, everyone thinks that they have GPS trackers on them, but they don't. They have to triangulate where they are, so it takes a while. Um, they've got a two-strike policy, uh, so once they've done it twice, they're out. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, they're just, just they're crazy little creatures. Super smart. They're, they're, they're brilliant. They are brilliant. Um, what else have we got here? Um I got something a little lighter. Good. Uh, I, th- I think it's hilarious because, well, I don't know. So, um, a driving instructor was fined hundreds of euros after a 17 year old student was caught speeding on Tuesday on the A2 between Boxtel and Den Brosch. Okay. I don't even know what country that is. Europe. Um, they stopped the tri- training car for driving at 154 kilometers an hour <laughs> in the 130k oh, zone. Okay. Was so, he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The car was also noted for swerving and remaining unnecessarily in the left lane. So it's obviously a right hand lane country. Yeah. The instructor explained he was showing the student that speeding saves little time. But the police said, 
we are not falling for that. <laughs> and he received a fine of 334 euros um, and another 240 for driving on the wrong side or wrong, driving on the wrong lane. Excellent. That's right. Fine them all. Yeah, but you gotta you got to do better than that. Oh, uh, I told him to because I'm his instructor. I, and uh, Probably not a very good instructor. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> that brings us to the end of the podcast. Hopefully we can stitch this together. Yeah, we'll, yeah, good, good luck. luck with that. Uh, this week we've, we've just got a debrief thing. I've got my work. I'm going to bowling for my work thing. Uh, when, when's that? No, it's like or? Tuesday during the day because that makes sense. And um, I'm sure that'll be fun. And um, what do you got coming up? Anything? Uh, so I've just had a um, – we had a treasure trove, which people on my social media may, may have seen that. So that went pretty well. I've got like 20 um, people signed up for my um, course at the moment. So they're going through that. So we'll see how that goes. And um, also um, I'm putting together a – summit in the new year for small businesses so any of you listening that are into small business have a small business or know people yeah small business it's uh business growth aotearoa um summit it's free to attend we i'm just looking for all the speakers and getting some sponsorship now to put it all together late january so you will hear more about that from me here um and i'm also going to plug because well why not uh, the Compelling Communicator newsletter, you should uh, definitely check that out. It's been getting some good feedback about it the last uh, episode. Yes, there's some definite nuggets in there of wisdom, uh, which is very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's me. Um, yeah, so busy, busy all the way through uh, Christmas pretty Excellent. much. Uh, okay, uh, until next time, I'm Sam. See ya. I'm Chris. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.